I don't like to put this drug is 10 times more than this drug, et cetera, et cetera, or things like that, because generally they're not true. Yeah. But even in research, ment has been cited as being 10 to 20 times more effective than testosterone. Yeah. And as a result, it has been trialed at ridiculously low doses, as in single-digit milligrams. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK for additional savings. They're high-quality supplements from a company that you can trust. Hit me up if you have any questions about them. If you're in the UK, go to Strom Sports Nutrition. You get some good health supplements there, some great health stacks, as well as some performance stuff. Uh, and of course, oh, and Dave, we got to do a contest for Strom for our UK people. We got to talk about that. So we'll talk about that today. We're also brought to you by supplementsource.ca uh, out of Canada. Check them out for week-to-week deals that change all the time. And of course, we're brought to you by you, our people at Patreon. And last but not least, guys, if you're in the UK, get your lab work done by Dave. Dave, we're recording this on Valentine's Day, and I had an important question for you. Will you be my Valentine? Not if you were the last living organism on the planet. <laughs> so, guys, just a heads up. If you hear some knocking and sounds in the background, Dave took his wife on a romantic Valentine's Day date to Ikea, and now he's making her build shelves in the background. That's his idea of a romantic day. So she's building right. shelves in the background right now. Wifling, did you enjoy your trip to Ikea? Well, there you was go. It a very good. Was it a good Valentine's Day trip? It's good enough for my wedding day. It's good enough for Valentine's. Oh yeah, that's right. You guys went to eat on your wedding day at IKEA. That's right. She told me that story when I was out there. <laughs> guys, we're going to talk about Ment today. It's going to be a revisit episode because we did a profile two years ago. We had a lot more to talk about it since then. Uh, but I, you know, we just we we, we got we got to catch up on all this little stuff. Talk about Valentine's Day. Talk about our sponsors and all that. Haven't seen you in a minute, Dave, so I'm excited to dig into this. I know you missed me. No. I'm glad we could reunite on this Valentine's Day. Did Jimmy abuse you? Uh, we had a great time. Uh, we, did, he, did he abuse you? He was instructed specifically to abuse you. No, no. Jamie and I are good friends. He would not do that. Uh, so, yeah, we, so, so Dave, he's sponsored by Eval, isn't he? He is, yes. Jamie the Giant, sponsored by Eval. I hung out with him and the rest of the mutant crew, and I got this lovely. Look at this! I got a sweatshirt to bring home with me. It's pretty cool. Oh, where's mine? You don't get one. You don't get no. one. You didn't even want to do the podcast last week. I was ill, but I've What's got that? a Jamie the Giant one. <laughs> oh, he didn't. Jamie didn't bring me a Jamie the Giant sweatshirt. This is because he doesn't like you. <laughs> all right well listen let's get into this topic plus we have a bunch of listener questions if you guys want to take part in the next show then comment below <laughs> plus comments likes all that stuff it helps to boost our programming in the algorithm oh, 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 oh and if you're new here let me encourage you to subscribe and hit the bell because we have several bodybuilding podcasts that come out each week lots of education entertainment to help you get through your work day and to hang out with dave but this is the bestest one yeah it's it's pretty good we're doing all right so we talked about ment two years ago, Dave, and um, that that podcast for some reason has been getting picked up in the algorithm. And I went back and I listened to some of it. And since then, I've abused ment 
a lot more. So I <laughs> had a lot more to talk about with it. <laughs> I had a lot more to say myself. Plus, um, you know, I, I feel like we it's been a while, so it's definitely worth a revisit. So to start us out, can you tell us a little bit about it? It's a No-19. So there's three No-19 drugs. Um, Nandrolone, Decanate, as we normally refer to as Deca, Tren, and Ment. Ment actually refers to the fast-acting version of Trestolone. So it's uh, Trestolone acetate, whereas actual slow-acting or enanthate is actually Trestolone. It's not regarded as Ment. So Ment is actually a brand name for Trestolone Is it really? I didn't know that. I thought Ment was just another name for Trestolone. No, it's apparently no. Um, That was something I only discovered the other day, uh, by accident, actually, because I was looking at something else. It's powerful stuff. That's about now. Ment has a reputation for being harsh. Yeah, and it's not particularly unfounded. But and this, 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 and this is funny actually because I got into this conversation. I'll have to just divert very, very slightly. Yeah. So I'm not sure about state size, but in the UK today, there's a big trend towards very high THT cycles, particularly Primo. Yeah. So people people are running gram, gram and a half of Primo um, in their cycles. And I had this, the conversation was basically that at the end of the day, though mint is a very mild drug, a gram and a half is still a gram and a half. Wait, you said mint is a very mild drug. Sorry, sorry not mint. Uh, Primo is a very, very mild drug. Yeah. But a gram and a half is still a gram and a half. Yeah, very and expensive too. There's definitely argument to be had for that you'd get more anabolic action out of 500 megadeca and probably actually less problems than you would from a gram and a half of Primo. This is where Ment comes in a little bit. So Ment is harsh, but for that cost, you get a very, very powerful anabolic. Um, I don't like to put this drug is 10 times more than this drug, et cetera, et cetera, or things like that, because generally they're not true. Yeah. But even in research, men has been cited as being 10 to 20 times more effective than testosterone. Yeah. And as a result, it has been trialed at ridiculously low doses, as in single-digit milligrams Yeah, for TRT, uh, and it has been cited in research that doses sub 10 milligrams are as impacting and effective as 200 milligrams of testosterone in think. Yeah. So it is powerful. It is strong. It does have a certain level of toxicity and stress, but it does also give a big bang for that. Um, so it's a, it, it's probably very good value for money in returns to what it does toxicity-wise, but it is a bitch to manage. Its estrogen conversion is astronomical, and it's particularly strong estrogen as well, very similar to D-Ball in that effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I struggled with. <coughs> so going back to our first episode, I had only ever used Trestolone acetate. And I had used that at 50 milligrams every other day. And this is this is 15 plus years ago when there was literally no sources on the market. One source wanted to make some weird, unique stuff. And they came out with several different 
compounds that were off the radar that mint was one one of them you know there was another d uh, um another nandrolone called um i believe it was mhn it was an oral and it had a somewhat like uh somewhat of a winstrel like effect um mm. and, and so there are more uh i think nandrolones than just those three but those are the three we know most right you know you, those would when's be, the last time you when's the last time you saw mhn on the marketplace come on back then you know and it's like he yeah, was the yeah. only source that carried it and really there was no real use for it that you couldn't do with something else I so here's the thing is that at the time I didn't experience many side effects. I did hold more water and it did require more estrogen management. I was dieting at the time. We didn't know a lot about it back then 15 years ago. Now today um it, it, we know a lot more. We know that the estrogen can be really crazy. I went and I've told this story before on the show. I went from 600 test with I think like a half a milligram of Rimidex a couple times a week to 600 test, 100 milligrams of uh, uh, Trestolone anethate. And I had to go literally to like a milligram a day after four weeks of a Rimidex it, to control that. And it still wasn't not, enough. Yeah, it's not just that it converts to estrogen at a higher rate, it's that it converts to a much stronger estrogen. So yeah, even when you measure estrogen, it's not giving you the true reflection of how impacting it's going to be because the synthetic estrogen it converts to is much stronger at the receptor. Yeah. So as a result, for every P mole of estrogen that you've got in your system, its impact on you from estrogenic effects is going to be much greater. To some extent, it means that men is less damaging on lipids than a lot of its counterparts. Hmm. But obviously, you've still got to deal with those estrogen sides and such as water retention and gyno and that sort of shit that comes with it. Yeah. 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 So, and, and I found then, after about four or five weeks, it really started affecting my mood. You know, I'd been cruising along. Everything was going great. Um, and and I, after four or five weeks, I noticed that, like, just I was feeling dark. My mood was getting darker. My training was getting more aggressive, not in a good way. And I just felt like just overall, like I had a cloud over me. I literally, I, I and this is rare. I literally chucked it. I, didn't, I I took it out of the cycle and I tossed what what I had left. Buck or bang for the buck, yeah, man. One vial was was really going to be plenty for a long, long time, you know. So there is that. But really, my thought is this, and we get a lot of new people that end up finding podcasts like this, and they're looking for, you know, something that's going to be extraordinary. And then they go to something like ment. And the reality is, is that if you deal with so many side effects that you end up putting a road bump in your in your cycle, you know, and you have to pull things back, you're no longer like what I would rather do is just have a cycle that is just going to run smooth, that we're going to be able to focus on our training, focus on getting our food and appetite is going to be good. You know, you can work on being stronger in the gym and, and that's where the growth happens versus if we if we crash and burn on the cycle and we have to pull back and now we have to try to manage estrogen and throw everything else off then you know the likelihood of having a good successful cycle starts going down i don't want you to have problems and so for the newer guy that's tuning in and watching this now i would strongly suggest that you don't need ment you know i would stay away from it for a really really long time deal with compounds that are going to be easier to manage you know what i mean dave it, it's 
it, yes, uh, I would say it is a drug that really needs to be left for those that are much, much more experienced and much, much more in tune with how their body reacts to the certain and various levels that can be achieved with, with any drug, drug use. Um, like I say, it does reward, but it's not the easiest drug to get on with. It definitely is very difficult to manage. So you need to know where you are. You need to know how you react and you need to know your levels of management to react with. And it's definitely one of those drugs that is a uh, less is more. Yeah. Um, it's just not one you want to be jumping into at any sort of high level dose. You really want to go think of a dosage and then bring it down a bit more before you even consider using it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think, I think he also does get a little bit of a bum deal. Um, I think it's reputation for harshness isn't though true is, is not always read in balance with its effectiveness. Um, I'm not too sure if men is really a drug that needs to be, in most bodybuilders' vocabularies. Yeah. Um, I think it more comes into its own in the powerlifting scene. Um, it, yeah. It's a very, very good drug for strength. And that's what, we, I, when you talked about it before, there was a, a guy who <coughs> was selling this stuff in the U.S., and he had a bunch of powerlifters that were using it. Uh, like, like We're talking like guys that were holding records in bench and stuff, world records, not just like, you know, I'm the first, I'm, I'm the best 65 year old that weighs 175, you know, yeah. something like that. We're talking guys that are like 400 pounds with necks as big as my waist. Um, these guys, that's a big neck. Oh yeah. That's what I'm telling you, man. I, I can show you pictures. Like I'm exaggerating, but not that much. You know what I mean? I don't want to see pictures of your waist. Thank you. <laughs> all right. But yeah, these guys, they were all about the trend and they were all about the men. That was, they were really hot on both of those items, you know, and yeah, you're going to get a ton of strength out of either of those compounds. Where would you, where, where would it, what would a cycle look like with, with men? Cause I think that's the next question people are going to ask. Let's, let's address, say a guy who wants to use it for bodybuilding off season. I, first of all, I'd I, say that. I think you're only looking at 50 milligrams uh, two, three times a week. Uh, I really do. I would be looking at starting at 50 milligrams Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I think getting up as high as 100, 150 three times a week is pushing it. And that would be sort of powerlifting territory. Are you talking anathate or are you talking acetate? Acetate. Acetate, yeah. Yeah, I found the acetate was a lot easier to manage at 50 every other day than just 100 milligrams of anathate per week. Yeah, the, the, the problem is that back, background level that elevation that you get from, from using the nth. Yeah. Um, the, the acetate is much more predictable about where it's going to go, whereas the, the enanthate sort of, because it sits in the background and it's layered on top, it pushes levels much higher than people actually realize because their their computation is this is the 100 milligrams and and their only relatable estrogenic drug is testosterone when what you're really looking at is is potentially the estrogenic effects of test at a gram as a comparison to test from um testosterone and anthate yeah at 100 milligrams you know, that's the sort of comparable there is here when it comes to its estrogenic effect. Yeah. 
Plus, fast-acting esters, you're always able to control them a lot easier. Like, look at Tren, you know, Tren and F8. If you have problems six weeks in and you decide to pull the dose back, you might still deal with those problems for another week or two, you know, versus pull the acetate out or reduce that, skip a dose, and you're going to be able to, you know, be able to manage that a lot faster. The other thing as well with men is it, it's, it's a very high-binding affinity, so as a result, it is a strongly suppressive drug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you are going to find it's going to hammer your your shutdown hard, um, which I think some people underestimate as well and don't realize that the recovery from men is going to be more. So now nah, I don't think any, does anybody PCT anymore? <laughs> if you do, really? I would suggest not using Nandrolones for the most <laughs> part if you can stay away from them, you know. <coughs> <clears throat> See, I, I'm still not well, but Scott has made me do the podcast. <laughs> so last week, I was like, Dave, do you want to do the show? He was like, uh, you know, I don't really feel that well. You know, I'm kind of coughing and stuff, but I could do it. And I, I was said, like, I felt like, but I'd do it if I had to, is what yeah. I said. And I was like, okay, if you want to, but we don't have to. And then he no, said then something. Went, well, what, what about tomorrow? Or what about the day after? Or yeah. what about the day after? You know, like. <laughs> It's all right, Scott. You piss off to, to mutant on a, an all expenses trip, <laughs> and, and just the viewers for that week. Nobody gives it. You know what I mean? That's fine. You go and enjoy yourself. You take as much time as you want. We still had a I'm show. Dying. We still had a show. I'm, I'm one inch from death. <laughs> do we need to do a podcast on this? It came from nowhere. The flu. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's enough about Ment. I hope that that helps people. Is there anything else we should mention about it before we dive into these questions, Dave? No, I mean, I, I think that sort of covers it. You know, very, very strong, very powerful, very stressful. Yes, there's a good risk-reward ratio there, but it is an absolute f to try and manage. So unless you have a lot of experience and you really know how your body reacts to things... <laughs> It would be definitely very down on the list. I, there's a lot of drugs I'd go to before I got to there. There you go. Yeah, I'd agree completely. Uh, one more thing. The hand you bought from Ikea that's nicely giving the bird to me and everybody else watching the show. Did you specifically buy it for that purpose? Yes. Okay. Just uh, just had that question. Okay. Yes. All right. We'll move on I to our questions. So I could put it on TV to point at you and show my appreciation of you, but also so I could do that to my daughter as well because she's still excited. <laughs> All right. We will dive into our listen listener questions. Um, Richie. See, ne next week I might get all skaterish and, and, and come back with this. There you go. Yeah. Um, thanks for the video la videos, lads. I'm guessing he's from the UK if he says lads. I listen to your podcast daily at work. I have a question. What do you lads think of running 40 milligrams of D-ball daily, 200 milligrams test sip weekly, and 400 milligrams of Primo? What estrogen control would you use, and do you think that that's a good cycle? I've had a few of these questions just lately, and... The estrogen control I would use is whatever it required to put my estrogen in a healthy range. There you go. That's your answer because there is no preset. How much of a fat fuck you are is going to... we got to watch those. Watch, watch right. the up-downs, Dave. We're like five here. Okay. Now. 
Okay, is that my quote? Or am I not allowed anymore? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How, yeah. How, how, how chubby you are is going to have an impact on your estrogen. Your diet is going to have an impact on your estrogen. Your alcohol intake is going to have an impact on your estrogen. Uh, and so there isn't a preset thing. I mean, it, there just isn't. Yeah. 40 megadebo, it's not going to generate tons, but it's very similar to men. It does generate synthetic estrogen that is much more impacting than regular estrogen. So, yes, you are going to need more. How much more? Mm. Yeah. You know, and your ability, to, your ability to break down estrogen will affect how, how your estrogen goes. Oh, if you're sluggish at that, things. you know. I mean, what was the test dose? Sorry, 200, Two, wasn't 200, it? 200, yeah. So, just like a high so, TRT plus-ish range. So, 400 mega primo should have a decent stab at controlling the estrogen of 200 mega test in the average person. But throwing D-ball in there, you're you're probably going to need an every other day protocol or something. Yeah, it's possible, right? Um, what about controlling it with Novadex? Well, you're not going to control the estrogen, are you? You're only going to control the receptors. I mean, yeah. I do. I'd like to run estrogen as high as practical in somebody. There's a lot of health benefits from that. There's a lot of growth benefits from that, but obviously it's always going to be a trade-off between the side effects that person may or may not experience against that. Um, and it's not that I've got anything against AIs. They are a useful tool. There's no harm in using them in that sense. But it, it, it's just about people seem to get obsessed with this. I need to do this or I need to do that. And, and it, it's not that specific. It, you know, yes, you need to manage your side effects or you need to manage estrogen, but you don't want it particularly low. And actually, from a growth and health point of view, if you're running it a little bit on the higher side and that's not giving you things like gyno and that's not giving you things like water retention that's leading to high blood pressure, then I would do so. But that is going to be a, an individual response. <coughs> yeah yeah all right <clears throat> we'll move on from there i mentioned that though because i know that in the past you've talked about using novadex to control estrogen in an off season therefore allowing yeah. your estrogen to be higher a bit higher yeah so yeah, yeah i i like to use novadex as a baseline uh, while we get into a cycle and then we can establish where our estrogen control needs to be based on blood work. That will be my, my normal approach. All right. Is that cough medicine you're drinking? Mm-hmm. Is that Caserp? Do you know what Caserp is? No. That's Benelin. What's Benelin? It's a make. Mm. A brand? Yes. <laughs> Do you know All what the cough syrups are available. Do you know of a brand called Caserp? Never heard of it. It's available here in the U.S. Sounds like some weird made-up American shit. No, it's it's legit, bro. It's legit. <laughs> <laughs> Question for the next episode. Caserp is what the gangsters drink. They take, like, a soda, and then they mix the, oh, like... Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, I've heard about this. They mix the, this cough medicine with... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I guess you get, like, two cups, and that's how you know. I saw... I saw a documentary on Caserp once on Vice on YouTube. 
and they have the two cups and they stack the two cups together. And when you got the double cup, that's when you know you're you're rolling with your scissor or lean. They call it, I think, lean. That's the other name. Anyway, I'm completely lost. Question for the next episode: When coming off of T three T T three or T three T four combo, is it best to just come off cold turkey, or should you run T four by itself for a few weeks after discontinuing the T three? Would this reduce the chance of a crash? I've got a lot of experiences with this one, Dave. Generally, thyroid recovery is quite good. Not always, but generally, it, it is fairly robust. I think, yes, a taper is possibly advisable, but it doesn't need to be a really elongated thing. It can be relatively, you know, um, short. Um, but if you are running T4 and T3, the first port of call would be drop T3, I would suggest, and then you would start to reduce your T4. Um, but, I mean, you could probably taper off in a matter of weeks. It's not going to be a particularly long-winded affair. Um, and depends but, on how but, high the dose was. You know what I well, mean? Well, there's that element as well, yes. But um, <laughs> thyroid generally does come back online quite quick once it senses levels are low. Yeah. Not always, but, but usually. Do you remember last uh, episode, you taught me a new British phrase? Nine a tenner. Right. Nine a tenner, Dave. How much did those two coffees cost? Nine a tenner. Nine a tenner, yeah. I'm not drinking, I am not buying coffee for a month. Saving money? Well, no, just an experiment. So um, I got in a conversation with my daughter, um, who seems to have fucked off and not been doing the work, bitch. Um, ten, that will be dealt with, swear words. That's not a fair word. It's a female dog. Tell the AI. Yeah, the AI can go and suck my sweet cherry plums. Um, <laughs> let's see if it works. See if it works that one out. Um, yeah, yeah. So no, no I, we got to, we got into a conversation about where you actually spend money without realizing you're spending money on on, on silly little things, but over yeah. a long period they add up. So I thought, right, just as an experiment, I am not going to buy coffee when I'm out. I'm going to buy no takeaway coffees at all. I'll still have coffee at home. I'll still buy coffee beans. But And every time I would buy coffee, I'm going to put that money to one side. And then I'm going to see at the end of the month how much money I would have normally spent on coffee. And I think it's probably going to actually be quite a scary amount. That's cool, man. I like that idea. <clears throat> Um, this 3CC only said, uh, every podcast, I learn new British lingo. Thanks, Uncle Dave. That's okay. Uh, uh, checks in the post, please. Signed right. to Uncle Dave. So here's an interesting one. Um, and I'm not sure we have a strong answer for him, but I wanted to bring it up and discuss it. Uh, Brian, Brian Barber. He says, hello, Scott. Good morning, Dave. Happy birthday to the wife and glad the keys weren't your fault. My question is, I have been diagnosed with MS um, and I am still able to work out okay, just some trembles and left side weakness at this point. I've run up to 300 milligrams of test and 100 milligrams of trend at times. I'm 52 and I want to make one last big push before this totally wrecks me. Hopefully it doesn't. What gear or peptides would you recommend? 
Um, keep up the great shows and putting out information. If you answer the question, I hope Dave can drop it one F-bomb because the word with, uh, with that accent is golden. Okay, Dave already dropped like seven. So you've already heard it seven times. All right, Brian, seven times in this episode alone. I'm going to have to go back, edit them all out, all the F-bombs. Well, but they, they won't be there then. We'll leave you edit them all out. And there won't be any more. We can't. It's just I, 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 I did like the bleepy episode you sent me yesterday. <laughs> you did watch that. <laughs> I, I, by the way, if anyone's wondering, I never watched drugs and stuff, ever. I think Scott would only only watch it because he has to edit it. Otherwise, I don't think he'd watch it either. Um, this is an interesting one. You know, I mean, this is a, like a I breakdown of the nerves, you know? I, yeah, I know. I said, I wish you'd give me a heads up because I might have been able to do a bit more research. Well, do you want to revisit this? We could definitely revisit it. Off the cuff, I yeah. would say that tre Trembolone is a no. Decker is a potential. Um, because of the anti-inflammatory action and, and, and stuff off Decker. And, and from a peptide point of view, probably TB and BPC may be beneficial as well. I'm not now. Now. Oh, Novacek. Not Nov Is it Novacek? No. What's that? What's that peptide the Russians developed for Alzheimer's treatment and stuff like that? Mm, no pep? There's a, they, they've got all sorts of them. C-Link? Selenk, yeah. That yeah. might be something that's possibly on the radar. For the uh, so you can get an acetyl C-Link from Amino Asylum, use code thing. I've actually been a big fan of this stuff, man. I should tell you about it. Nasal spray. Yeah. Just just in it, you know what I mean? Mention and he's got something he's using. Of it, <laughs> yeah, and just, just. Uh, I didn't arsenic. pull out everything. I didn't pull out everything. You weren't like oh. trend, and I was like, "Oh, here's trend. Here's Deca." You usually do. <laughs> arsenic. There, have you got any of that? I take it every day, Dave. Arsenic, lots yeah. of it to lighten your skin, make it paler complexion. Yes. Um, I, yeah, can we can we take a rain check so I can at least? I'd, I wouldn't want to say something that was dangerous. Uh, yeah, I may I may well do. So. Okay, I, I'm totally with you on that. I I will say, also not knowing anything. One thing I'd like to mention is, instead of looking at this as like um, a one big last cycle where you're going to turn into the Incredible Hulk, why not look at this as let's change the lifestyle. Let's focus on. Of course, number one, the nutrition. What are the things you can do to maximize muscle? And then from there, and, and maximize you know health at the same time. You know, low inflammatory foods, high quality, healthy stuff. And then from there, looking at gear, what about like optimizing, maximizing, you know, like a good TRT, a good like growth hormone type of treatment, you know, stuff like that, where you can like, let's, let's like try to beef up everything long term versus hitting you with a bunch of drugs which are going to be toxic and have negative repercussions on certain organs you know what i'm well, saying there's another aspect to this as well which i have a some experience with um say he did do a last hurrah cycle and it was successful and he gained a decent amount of size he would then have to watch all that size go. Mm. 
and that can be uh, an incredibly difficult journey um, for, for for certain people. And particularly if he comes out at the end of that, it's almost sort of feeling, yes, you know, I've, I've sort of beat it against the odds. I've gained all this side. And then he has to literally just sit there and watch it go. Um, that said, the more you have, the more you have to hold is. on. Well, the more you have to hold on to versus, you know, if you don't have any muscle and then you lose 10 pounds, you're going to be a lot smaller. Do you know? And I know what you mean. The more muscle you have, the harder it is to hold. But the, the higher your set point is, like when I started bodybuilding, man, I was like really small. And now if I stop eating, I still stay at like 100 or yeah, 200, but there, 215 a, pounds, you know? There's a big difference between holding muscle mass that you maintain through your body shape and losing muscle mass because your nervous control of muscle and muscle wastage is triggered by that. That That's a completely different journey yeah you know but i, think I mean i hold do... i hold big arms even though i've lost size everywhere i still carry a decent set of arms still carry a decent set of um calves actually even though i've never trained them in a very long time um but that's a completely set to to having a deterioration that i can't rectify or do anything about and i'm just wondering if the further you are up the ladder is that journey down going to be harder on you mentally mm. than if you weren't so high up that ladder? Yeah, I can I can see that. Let me uh, um well I and I wanted to mention too Montel Williams, uh, he got diagnosed with it. Do you guys do you guys know Montel over there? Mm. He's like a talk show host over here, uh, real popular oh, yeah, yeah. talk show host. Yeah, I've I've heard the name. So he he really got into fitness. He got like super jacked. He got really buff, like not bodybuilder big, but he, you know, to the point where like if you see him in his talk show back in the day, you'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah, that guy definitely lifts like he's a full time gym guy, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and and he used that along with like growth hormone and I'm sure test and stuff to help to, you know, stave off that damage. You know, if we think about it, like we get worried about going into a contest prep and losing muscle. But if you're on like 200 milligrams a test, it's going to be pretty hard to lose muscle, you know, while you're training and stuff still. I would have to think that, I mean, this is a nerve thing and you're not going to be able to necessarily completely fight it. But, you know, if you can keep the muscle active, it seems like that would be to me, at least just, you know, without knowing that seems like that would be your best option. You know, I, keep- I don't know enough about the condition to, to be fair. Um, but I just thought it just popped into my head that if if you went high, yeah, you've got further to fall if if it goes that way. But I mean, if 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 gear does have a positive impact on the the condition and maintaining muscle mass, then that may not be the case whatsoever. Was it hard for you to start sizing down after you found out that you had like the kidney issues and stuff? Was like seeing yourself size down? Did it? have a like a strong impact on you mentally um yes and no um it was in certain ways it wasn't in others uh even now and we're what seven years down the line there are times when i'll be in an environment surrounded by pro bodybuilders and you look around and you know it it, it can be painful Yeah, yeah without doubt there's there's pangs of what i used to be sort of thing or or but to the, in the most part, I'm comfortable where I am and what I am. Uh, and they are fleeting moments, but 
there's there's definitely times where where you feel it without doubt um i think more now it's more a lack of ability within certain things but that's more broad spectrum with my ankles and my feet and now my bloody wrist is gone as well um than than the actual lack of muscular size or strength that makes sense all right, let's finish this thing up with one good more one good more question. It didn't make sense, did it? Um, what's this one here? Question for the next episode. Um, I'm on legit TRT, Nabito, every 12 weeks. Um, would you, how would you do a conservative bulking cycle not to mess with the half annually doctor checkup. Um, I was thinking something like 200 milligrams of test, 150 Primo or Masteron and 150 milligrams of DECA per week. Are those amounts enough to gain anything um, but leave body in good state for the checkup? Any suggestions um, are greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work, especially you, Scott. I really like your part of the show. I, I think he didn't say that last part. That that was absolute bull <laughs> stuff. I was just making sure you're paying attention. That's all. I, I was I, so hormone levels. I think there's two aspects to this. There, there's hormone levels. And there's the impacts of those hormone levels. So from a point of view of hormone levels, it's really, really easy to make sure your levels are back where they need to be for when you do your six monthly test. That's not difficult. That's just a case of understanding half-lives, knowing when to knock stuff off and, and, and being viable that way. So that's not the end of the world. Um, the problem's going to be in the after effects of impact on blood viscosity, so things like blood thickness, the lowering of HDL, those areas. Because one of the monitor points for, for TRT is, is it affecting cholesterol? Yeah. Is it thickening your blood? Yeah. Is it impacting your prostate? Uh, and so you're going to have potentially negative impact in those areas from the cycle that your doctor's going to assume is down to your TRT. So they're the problem bits. Hormone side, it's really not too difficult to deal with at all. You just stop in plenty of time, your levels come down, job done. But the answer is really the same. In order to minimize the impact on those areas, it's going to require conservative dosing. Um, you can also work hard from a point of view of plenty of decent high intensity cardio um good lipid support through supplementation and diet and those sort of aspects will help you as well and monitoring your health markers through your own private bloods so you know where you are prior to going to the doctor so you can make sure you're somewhere whereabouts you need to be um the doses he's mentioned, none of them are particularly impacting and, and they're fine. I would suggest that possibly needs to be a little bit more if you wanted to see any real decent benefit from the cycle. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, I would, and I would literally look at starting cycle straight after your shot or straight after your checkup. Yep. Do a I was good, thinking the do, same. Do, do a good, you could easily do a good three month, 12 week cycle. 
Yep. And then when when you get your next shot, which will give you 12 weeks until your test, you've then got three months to get everything back where you need to be. And like I say, it's not hormone levels. It, it's predominantly um, health markers. I'm 100% with you on that. Like I was thinking the exact same thing, you know, and, and you could even just keep, so he's got the Nibido in, you know, you could just rely on that as part of the base of his test. Then build from there, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't. Could, I wouldn't mess with the nibido whatsoever. I'd just leave that in, and then build off of it. Like you said, twelve weeks and twelve weeks off, and by after that twelve weeks off, he will be back to normal. Three months later, you know. Unless you've done something really dramatic in your cycle, I, I yeah, most health markers are going to be perfectly fine, or your diet is abysmal. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to recover from lowered HDL if you you're not doing eating the right food in order to to do so, but. Some decent supplementation, and there's plenty of products out there now. That the, the health support market for for cycles is is massive now. So absolutely, there's no shortage of support of good quality stuff as well. Whereas years ago, it was all a bit. Mm. And if you're in the UK, you can go to our sponsor, Strom Sports Nutrition. Right, you can. Which reminds me, we have to come up with a, a, a competition. We'll do that on the next episode. All right, stuff you then. All right. All right, guys. Stuff me. That's what Dave has to say. For another episode of Drugs and Stuff, guys, you can reach out to Dave for coaching. Hit him up. Go to his website. You can go to crosslands.org.uk. You can uh, also hit him up on social media, right? That's a good place to reach out yeah. to you. Yeah. Hit me up, McNallyDiets at gmail.com. We'd be happy to talk to you. Um, of course, go to our sponsors, truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK. Uh, great proteins there. Like every single freaking protein that you could think of. They've got them all. Tons of flavors. Ask me if you got any questions. Uh, Strom Sports Nutrition, who we just mentioned, you can get um, support max over there to run through your cycle, plus a bunch of other stuff. So check them out. Let us know if you have questions there. Uh, supplementsource.ca in Canada. Great deals that change week to week. Patreon. Thank you, everybody here from Patreon. I think we got a couple Patreon questions we'll get to in the next episode. And of course, before you go after your cycle, before you go for your checkup, you want to make sure everything's on point. Go to Dave. Get your lab work done privately through evalbloodanalysis.com. That way you know what's going on before you even go to your doctor. There you go. For another episode of Drugs and Stuff, guys, we'll see you soon.